0: This is Writing Excuses, Season 3, Episode 21, Pitfalls of Self-Publishing. Fifteen minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And I'm Larry Korea. We once again have Larry Korea with us, um, and we wanted to do this podcast with Larry because Larry is a success story. Um, as I understand it, Larry, you self-published Monster Hunter International and then gained Bain Book's attention, which is a big national publisher in science fiction and fantasy, who
1: picked up the book. Yeah, that's correct, Brandon. I'm that guy that did everything wrong and still got published. Um, well, what ha- you're the exception that proves the rule, I suppose. I don't even know what that phrase means, but I'm going to pretend I do. Uh, let me just say that for, first off, as someone who broke into traditional publishing through self-publishing, if you can get published the traditional manner, do it. Uh, I don't recommend self-publishing unless, uh, as far as for traditional novels, unless you are pretty much insane or Howard. <laughs> Or Howard because he's made a real good career out of it. See, and I like don't recommend it either. Novels.
0: Yeah, I don't recommend it either. Um, right. <laughs> let let's, let let me ask why you made that blanket statement. Um, you've done both routes. Um, you've you've been in both
1: camps. You've been self-publishing. You've been in traditional publishing. Why do you say that? Well, here's the thing. I um, I tried to go the tr- traditional route first, and I had you know rejection. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast have been through the rejection roller coaster and. Um, have the boxes of rejection slips and i kind of refused to give up and i decided to self-publish now the thing about self-publishing though is when you do that the assumption is it's crap Um, if people see a self-published novel their first inclination is the only reason this is self-published is it's not good otherwise it'd go through a regular publisher so you already have a huge um, mountain that you've got to climb there to convince people that it's good. So you've really got to be a master marketer, and you've got to get it out in front of your audience and convince these people to spend the money on you, who they are going to assume isn't that good.
2: Larry, when you started publishing, did you have an existing audience that was you know coming to your website or something?
1: Now, what I did to um, be successful at self-publishing is I had done a pretty large online fiction serial. And I had a pretty good online following to begin with. So when I released my self-published novel, I already had a pretty um, large group of people to jump in on that.
2: You, You keep saying your your audience was, you know, fairly good or large or
1: what? How many people were coming to the website? On a weekly basis, I uh, used a web forum. It's actually a gun nut forum, but we'll get into that in another podcast. But I used an online forum called thehighroad.org, and I posted an online fiction serial there in conjunction with another fella. We did it over about a six month period, where every other day one of us would post something. Wow. And yeah, it was pretty intense. And by about a thousand words at a pop to two thousand words at a pop. And uh, by the time we got done, we had 120,000 hits.
0: Okay, a day, or?
2: Oh,
1: no, 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 that was in total. Oh, total. Oh, man, I wish it was 120,000. So 120,000 120, views of that forum thread, is yes, that? Yes, 100, uh, so I, no, oh. those are not individual visitors. Individual visitors were probably about 10,000 people. Okay,
2: okay, that's a, that's pretty, that's yeah, a fantastic so audience. So when
1: I released is. the self-published version of my first novel, um, right off the bat, I sold about 2,000 copies in about about six or seven weeks. And that's why you did it. Um, in fact, I've actually heard that number
0: told to me by editors before, if they find a self-published book that did 2,000 copies, that's an indication that that's something to look at. Um, it's kind of become the magic number. Um, yeah, my first book said that.
2: Uh, under new management, mm-hmm. we sold uh, 1,830 copies via pre-order. In 30 days and yeah there's that there's that sweet spot if you can sell 2,000 books um,
1: people will pay attention yeah um, I got lucky in one particular uh, respect is that I had a uh, a large bookstore in uh, Minneapolis Minnesota. Minnesota's Uncle Hugo's oh you good, know good good bookstore yeah yeah Don Blyly is the proprietor there and Don um, one of his former employees passed it on to him before it was ever even published just he got the Word document And he started reading it and wound up printing it off on his printer. (laughs) And uh, he sold the heck out of this self-published novel. Mm -hmm. And um, Don Bliley is actually the person that um, got me in contact with Tony Weisskoff at Bayham and went from there.
0: Okay. Um, I want to add a a blanket thing here. Um, Larry has said the general assumption is if it's self-published that it's crap. That is obviously not true. There are spectacular examples of self-published novels that go very high places. Um, The reason... That uh, a lot of people assume this is one of the pitfalls of self-publishing, and I would say pitfall number one of self-publishing is the assumption that you don't need anyone else. Um, oh yeah, if
2: you as an author think you don't need anyone else, then you're you're in big
0: trouble. Yeah, the, the you're, big you're just in trouble. Theme um, in, in self-publishing right now is they're tr- calling them indie books, independent books. Um, which and people who have this sort of ind- independent mentality are thinking, down with the, the, the big publishers we'll get rid of all those editors that are, that are only picking up books by you know, celebrities and don 't want to publish great fiction, and we will bring to the masses the books that they want to have. The problem there is what a publishing house does is very important to your book, and if you 're going to self publish, the pitfall is assuming that you don't need any of that stuff, meaning art direction, meaning. Copy editing, meaning editing, meaning proofreading, and a lot of these things. And because people don't do this, it brings a lot of these problems.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Scenting the Dark, a collection of short stories by Mary Robinette Kowal. You may remember uh, Mary Robinette's puppetry podcast with us. She is brilliant and wonderful, and we love her. And if you thought she was awesome on the podcast, wait till you read her stuff. Scenting the Dark, available November 30th.
0: All right, so pitfall number two in my opinion, is uh, that you have to beware of
1: disreputable people. Oh, uh, yeah, there's, um, <laughs> what, what, Howard? I mean, <laughs> seems, he seems pretty nice. Um, well, there's, uh, there's actually a lot of um, vanity presses out there where they're basically looking to con money out of gullible wannabe authors. Um, and they will take your money, and they're going to make you a major bestseller. They're going to make you a superstar. hmm and they just take your money. Yeah, let me let, let me approach this from a different angle. Uh,
2: we assume that self-published novels are crap because they haven't passed through the traditional gatekeepers. Right, correct. And we, we talk about that in the comics world all the time mm-hmm. as the syndicates are the gatekeepers. The syndicates. The, yeah, and so we, we look at them as the gatekeepers to the audience. And the audience looks at them as... Uh, quality control. Yeah, as quality control. Right. Um, what... Uh, what these vanity presses do is they say, you know what, it's not really about quality or anything, anything like that. It's really about whether or not you have enough money to get past the gatekeeper, and we will serve as, as, as the gatekeepers. We will get you in front of this audience, and all you need to do is pay us the printing costs plus x thousand dollars for this Mm -hmm. and uh those people are dishonest
0: yep yeah i'm i'm really for the pitfall here i'm worried about the dishonest people there are plenty of, of of publishers that are vanity presses or pod's that are not disreputable That will take your money to print your book, but that's what their job is and they'll be upfront with it. Those are not publishers,
2: those are printers. Printers. Well,
0: Lulu is a good example. They sometimes walk the line and try to pretend that they're a publisher, but if you they're pretty upfront with all the stuff they do, it's a good place to go. There are other ones. Who did you use? I
1: used Infinity, which is similar to Lulu in that they 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 will kind of portray themselves as like, oh yeah, this is you know, you can be really successful doing this. And yes, you can be really successful, but you need to be not just an author, but you also need to be a businessman, an entrepreneur.
0: We'll talk about that. That's pitfall number three. But I want to go back to number two and just tell you, beware. There are a lot of disreputable agents. What's the site
1: called? Is it Author
0: Beware or Writer Beware? Writer Beware. Mm -hmm. Read Writer Beware. Um, Go to Predators and Editors. um, Hang out on the forums at Absolute Right. You can find a lot of these places that'll tell you about it. But there are a lot of people who want your money and who don't really want to give you the service that they should. If you're going to actually pony up the money, you should be getting good service. Um, okay, pitfall
1: number three, being a business person. You've gotta be a business person. You have to be a marketer, you have to know how to reach your audience, you have to be an accountant, um, which is easy for me, being an accountant. Um, if, you, if you come into it and you think, well, I'm just gonna spend the money and I'll have this book out there and people will just come and magically buy it, you are smoking crack. You need to um, know how you're gonna reach the people and you really need to have a business plan if mm-hmm. you want to have success as a self-published author. Um, it was a very, I, I don't really, not, I'm not a fan, but one of the most successful self-published novels ever was Aragorn, uh, a- Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah, the dragon, Star mm-hmm. Wars, um, and, uh, what happened there was they had a very good business plan, and that they went around from school to school right. selling copies of this book. yeah I had a built in audience of a couple thousand gun nuts right. to reach out to that they already knew me from the other things I do um, so and on the accounting end of things there 's two ways you can go about this: print on demand mm-hmm. or you can p- print a bunch up front and then sell them. Now, print on demand, the downside is that the books are going to be a lot more expensive per copy, which makes them more difficult to sell. Your profit margin is lower. Yeah. Profit margin is much, much slimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you don't have the upfront costs of having to cough, cough up several thousand bucks to which, print which a bunch did of you books. Do? I actually did print on demand because at mm-hmm. the time I was uh, in business for myself and I was an entrepreneur and I was tapped. Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> no. for most people, I would suggest print on demand just because. People I know who who self publish a lot of times I've known a couple of them. They say, "Oh, this is going to do great." I'm, oh, also ten thousand copies. You know what? Wow. And if I if I buy five thousand instead of three thousand, you know what? The price goes way down per copy, and they end up buying way more copies than they can. Than they ever are going to sell, realizing that mo- a lot of the most successful self-published books only sell a thousand or two thousand copies, and they're yeah. buying ten thousand. I would say, I would say that if you're going to self-publish, if if you who are
2: listening to this podcast yeah. right now are planning to self-publish, then your business plan should be find a way to sell. 2,000 books. Yeah. Don't plan on making much money exactly. off those 2,000 books. Plan on making money on the publishing deal you are able to sign for your next book when they, you know, when the publishers see that there's actually an audience that you
0: have an audience, and that means that means print on demand. Yeah, and in that case, pitfall number three is to remember you are going to have to do a lot of this stuff yourself. Yeah. Um, everyone that I know who's been successful at self-publishing has done, been successful because they have a really good business sense, which is not something that intersects with (laughs) artistic writers very often. Um, And the the really big ones, if you look at something like the Christmas box, or if Mm -hmm. you look at um, Aragon, or if you look at you, these are people who were business people who said, okay, I've got this book as a product. Now the half of me that is a business person will take this book and sell it. And I know how to do that. Um, And if you don't know how to do that already, you shouldn't be even considering this. Really yeah don't consider self publishing unless you are unless you already have a business plan
1: yeah you're going to be just basically wasting your time and your money if at you are
2: point. a creative type who thinks I really don't want to have to interact with all of those businessy types because I hate them and I don't think I need them um, you know what <laughs> just just write books just keep writing yeah, just keep writing and have fun writing and and maybe someday you'll wake up and and decide to hand your stuff to
0: one of those yeah. business people. Please don't spend money. I mean, in 99% of the cases, I would advise my listeners to not self-publish. But I wanted to bring Larry in because you actually did it. You're the person that proves, you know what, Brandon? I'm the 1%. Um, and getting published is like a long shot anyway. And so there are many different roads. Well, and he's the perfect yeah.
2: success story because he self-published and then went on to traditional publishing. Yeah. And so you, you could see where, you know, you, cl- you, you cleared those initial pitfalls, but then you, you moved on to a model where those pitfalls aren't present and you can spend more time focusing on the
1: writing. Yeah, I, I only know of one successful author who is entirely self-published traditional novels. His name is Matt Bracken. Um, but he only writes for a very specific audience that he knows very well. But he sells about, um, if I recall correctly... I. I I don't know the actual numbers, but he sells a pretty large sum of self-published novels every year. But he knows his audience, and he's a, he a very successful writer in that audience, and he's a rarity. Now, me personally, I was so glad to break into traditional publishing and get signed up with Van, so I could get out of that and concentrate on actually writing books, Yeah, which is much, much nicer. And I've sold two more books uh, since then, which has been very, very nice. And you didn't have to self-publish yes. those. Yeah. Oh, yes. It was very nice not to self-publish those.
0: All right. Any last words for him, Howard, on your end? Um, because you're a successful self-publisher. I'm a successful self-publisher who remains
2: self-published. Yes. And I remain self-published because I have yet to be offered a publishing
0: deal that continues to pay the bills. Well, and I think you're in a medium where a non-traditional publisher in many ways is, is overtaking, or at least no. coming up and tying We've with some We've talked the about how publishers. important it is
2: to have an audience. And yeah. what I've found is that... I have an audience you know i have a, a large loyal mm-hmm. following and the only reason for me to go with a publisher is if that publisher is not looking at my audience right. covetously and saying i want a piece of that audience i want the publisher to be looking at my content and saying you know i have an existing this you know the publisher right. already has an existing audience of You know, millions of people and wants to put my content in front of them that's the deal I'm willing to sign but a deal where somebody makes it easier for me to submit stuff to my own audience that's a sucker deal and I'm not going to take it
1: well one of the things for Howard is he's kind of a pioneer on a on a relatively new medium yeah um and one of the one of the keys for you is you can sell and your people are primarily on the internet ready to go for a traditional novelist, we got to get into stores. Yeah, you know, yep. we gotta, we got to get into Barnes and & Noble and we got to get into Borders. If People we...
0: still don't read fiction consistently online. Yeah. We've had lots of trouble with very good publishers trying to get this to work and it just isn't working. But we need to wrap this up. Yep. Um, I've got a writing, uh, a writing prompt for everyone. S- story about someone who self-publishes a book which for one reason or another becomes a threat that will end the world. Um, so someone self-publishes oh, an so you've read you, you read or... my book. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you to Larry. The book is Monster Hunter International. Um, and this has been writing excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write.
3: If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre.